Hello, uh, my name is Nilla and welcome to the first ever episode of the Nilla Extract. I'm a tad bit late because I had some technical difficulties, but it's my first show, so please forgive me. Um, I am so happy to be here and have this brand new platform to share all of my weirdness with the rest of the world. And I mean, I was pretty nervous before this like all day, but I thought to myself, if I can deliver my Oscar speech flawlessly, and I mean flawlessly in the shower, you know, with my shampoo bottle as the award and the shower head as my mic naturally, I realized I could probably get through this. So here I am um, live in Studio One at the Nilla Extract where I will try to challenge many socially pressing issues and relevant things that people don't really talk about much. For example, body positivity, mental health, race, climate crisis things, and some pretty cool guests on at some point. Also, I know, you know, things that I might be talking about might be pretty heavy, so I'll try to play some cool music as well. And I mean, it's cool to me anyway. Um, but on a lighty note, Hello to my amma and appa, aka my mum and dad, and my little brother Mukil, and my amama and dada in India. They're all listening, so hello. A <laughs> uh, little background about me. I'm everybody's favourite brown girl, and if I'm not, you are wrong. No, I'm kidding. Um, please don't hurt me. <laughs> but I'm born and brought up in Manchester, and I am South Indian, and my mother tongue is Tamil. Uh, Tamil, by the way, is a South Indian language. It is the oldest spoken language in the world, and it's almost over 5,000 years old. And that's so much older than me, oh my God. Um, it's such a beautiful language, and it is my favorite language, because despite the fact that some people think it looks like a bunch of weird patterns that resemble an Indian sweet called jalebi, to me it represents poetry and wisdom and knowledge and all sorts of important things. Um, so the name of this episode is Not Indian Enough. Now, I know what you're thinking, like, oh my God, Nella, you're such a spicy and sexy dosa, which is an Indian pancake, but you are not wrong. I am a spicy dosa, but sometimes <laughs> I don't really feel that way in many communities that I interact with. Let me elaborate. So when I talk to some communities, Indian communities, I've always felt like I was too Indian. They're like, oh my God, Nilla, you add so many spices to absolutely everything and you're so spicy and oh my God, what is this language that you speak, this foreign tongue, it's beautiful. <laughs> it's so different. Um, however, in other communities, I've been made to feel like I'm not really deserving of my culture and I could, should, you know, kind of be ashamed of who I am or that I should be embarrassed that I speak a certain language. This usually happens when I'm in conversations with other Indians who may be from the north and they'll speak Hindi in front of me knowing that I won't understand. Just to let you know, I'm not generalizing here. This is just from my experience and from those who I've spoken to in the past. And uh, yeah, it's just a bit tiring for people to expect me to be fluent in their tongue or make me feel like I'm not worthy of my culture just because I don't speak Hindi. So, in conclusion of that, I am a very, very proud Thumbelian girl and I am so grateful that my parents brought me up speaking my language and appreciating my culture. So, this episode is dedicated to my Amandabba. Thank you, my lads. Uh, back to the point, you may or may not know, but India is split into loads of different states in the north and the south regions coming from a girl who once said that Gandhi was a firefighter instead of a freedom fighter. This is pretty big news. Um, but, I mean, 
you know, growing up, I never noticed the clear bias that I was facing as a South Indian girl compared to my North Indian counterparts. Um, I'd be kind of looked down upon just because my skin was a bit darker than people who came from there. I mean, I never grew up in India, of course, but it's weird uh, that this experience kind of carries on outside of India, you know? It's like the place where you'd expect it the least, but yeah. Um, but yeah, just because I don't speak Hindi doesn't really mean I'm not in touch with my culture. And uh, what, what I'm trying to say is, even amongst the brown community, I still find myself trying to explain that, you know, it doesn't mean that I don't explore beyond my mother tongue, which is, uh, you know, a lot of Hindi-speaking folks I, I've met, they kind of assume that about me uh, without actually doing it themselves. You see, I grew up watching English movies and Tamil movies and Hindi movies, but I also grew up watching Kannada movies and Malayalam movies. And, you know, everyone has their cool movies, man. I listen to songs from those languages, experience eating their food, learn about their histories. Heck, I even go to some of their celebrations. I've got so many bruises from Dandia and, uh, you know, hitting people with sticks. And, you know, I've got like eye infections from Holi, which is a collar throwing festival. However, I feel like it's kind of a double standard because, you know, I can get through reading simple subtitles on a screen whilst watching a Hindi movie. I found that people who I talk to in the North have never grown up that way. When I say, oh, I'm eating this certain dish, they're kind of shocked that it even exists. I listen to songs from those languages and, you know, I know all the stars and all that stuff. So from where I'm from, uh, we know all their actresses from Priyanka Chopra to uh, Amir Khan. And when I do interact with North Indian people, they know our movie stars, like two of them. And oh, okay, one of them <laughs> called Rajinikanth and about two of our songs. Uh, one is called The Lungi Dance, which isn't even Tamil. And uh, why this colivary? These are so many stereotypes which are being shoved in despite being from the same country as you know, um, as these people. And as I got older, I never noticed that, uh, I noticed that this was happening. But as a kid, and now as an almost adult, I'm only 19, but uh, adultery, uh, not adultery, oh my God. Uh, being an adult sounds so hard. We're expected to know Hindi for who knows what reason. But I've never met a Hindi person who's expected to know Tamil. No one knows anything about our culture or history or music. I mean, from the communities I've been in, the North Indian acquaintances I have always have preconceived ideas and assumptions of the South. What our jobs are like, what our education are like, what our social standing is like. I'll elaborate on that later. But I know I've said um, quite a lot. So I will take a break and play some more Aretha Franklin, which I really hope you'll enjoy.
Hello and welcome back. I I, I can't believe that worked. Um, so, you know, there's a funky thing that I was thinking about the other day, and it's how in loads of conversations that I've been in, I, I don't know, I, if I don't know Hindi, I've kind of been made to feel like I don't know anything. Now, it's a thing, it's a term I've made up, right? So I want somebody to contact me about this for coining this, but it's called North-splaining. Now, it's kind of like mansplaining, but not that harsh. I hope I haven't offended anyone. But it's basically when somebody who speaks Hindi assumes that I don't know what they're talking about in a conversation and chooses to explain it to me without me asking. So say they're talking about like a TV show or something. And, uh, you know, I, I may or may not know these things because I'm kind of exposed to these things more. And I'll try and contribute to the conversation. I'll be like, guys, you know, and they'll be like, bah, 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 wait, wait, wait. I, I, Nila, don't worry. I didn't expect, I don't expect you to know this. You're South Indian. You speak Tamil. And then I'm like, no, no, no. I've watched this before. I know what you're talking about. And they'll be like, no. Oh, I see. You probably watched the Tamil dub version. I said, no. No, I read the subtitles. You read the subtitles, you know. Um, one of my, I mean, even one of my friends so coolly said um, once to me that all Dumbleians are a bit gross because we're dark and oily. I let it slide at the time, but it still echoes in my head every time I see them, you know. Now, that is a bias if I have ever seen one. And it irks me because I wish that people from other cultures in the same country would listen and maybe ask about what my culture is for a change. My qualm here is that I'm told to contribute to the conversation once I've learned Hindi because the so-called majority speak this language. But the same people who preach this language, they watch like shows from Spain, they watch K-dramas, they all require subtitles that every other Tamil and Malayalam movie require, you know? It's just as easy to put one on. We have some fantastic films, man. You should really have a look. If, you know, if we from the South Indian side can do it, I think the North Indian side could do just the same. Even better, because there's more of you. Embrace each other's cultures. From talking about history to food, I've always felt that there was like some sort of double standard. So South Indians are darker skinned and we're assumed that we're all engineers and IT technicians for some reason. And if we're not IT technicians, now here here's my here's my trigger word. It's Brahmins. Now, Brahmins, the hierarchy of this imaginary caste system made up by some man who I don't even care for. I don't even remember his name, but he probably made it up when he was really bored at home in his room alone and nobody was giving him the time of day. So he came up with this thing called the caste system, where it basically brands every Indian person who pops out of their mum's vagina and based on their social standing. Now, I could go on about the caste system forever and how crap it is, but that's a whole new episode and I'd be talking here for hours and I know you all probably have things to do today. So, in short, the Brahmins are the hierarchy of the high. I don't know why. And uh, then we've got, like, the Dalits, who are the lowest of the low, you know, our labourers, the cleaners. And then you've got uh, the Sutras, who are, like, you know, they do other work. They're, they're clean and stuff like that. But anyway, my my dad once said that India can never be a superpower as long as the caste system is ingrained in the psyche of Indians. And he's completely right because it's used in matchmaking. It's even like 
the cause of many incidents of honor killings and things like that in India. Many, many more things. Now, at school, when I was learning about India, because I went to an Indian school for a bit, no longer, thank God, but <laughs> we learned about the Mughal Empire. Uh, I don't expect you to know it if you aren't Indian, and that's totally fine. But it's basically this big royalty thing up in the north. And, uh, you know, I never learned about South Indian history at all. If I say, you know, oh, I'm a descendant from the Chola Empire, people are like, what are you talking about, sir? The, the Mughals were the only people that existed because they speak Hindi. Now, it's all a selective input. Teachers could be doing so, so much, but I feel personally that the teaching is so biased and it's been that way for years and it's selective and as, it's not as holistic as you'd want it to be. We're just expected to know everything about the culture, really. Now, this is an ongoing issue um, because even in the 50s or 60s, I probably have the year wrong, but there was a huge issue uh, where some politicians wanted to make sure that Hindi was the official and main spoken language of India just because a lot of people speak it. People are still fighting to make this happen. Like even now, okay, when we have things like pandemics going on, um, you know, it's claimed that it should be, but there was this really cool South Indian politician called Anadure, and he said something which kind of sums up my thoughts here, so I don't, you know, babble on for too long. But he says, it's claimed that Hindi should be the common language of India because it's spoken by the majority. Why should we claim the tiger then as our national animal instead of rats, which we have way more of, or peacocks as our national birds when we have more crows? I couldn't have put it better myself, man. <laughs> I play Indian classical music, which is known as Carnatic music. And I remember like entering competitions as a kid and even now where people tell me to learn Hindi songs, even if they said, oh, there's no language barrier, kid, you know, just come and sing whatever you want. But they'll be like, oh, maybe you should learn a Hindi song or a, a, like a North Indian classical song because it's better. But where is this bias coming from? You know, I will leave you with a song whilst I recollect my thoughts. And this is Sunflower Volume 6 by my boy and future husband, Harry Styles. Hello and welcome back again. If you're still here, thank you very much. I hope you had a nice wee in the meantime. I know I sure didn't because I was in mild panic that the radio station would probably disappear by the time I came back. Um, just a note, um, I do have some lovely Hindi-speaking friends. Like I said at the beginning, uh, I'm not generalising this to everyone. It's just from lots of people who I've encountered, unfortunately, who could be so much better. Um, before I go on to the next deep-seated thing, I'd like to just say hi to my brothers who are a faraway land called India. Hi, Sibi and Pile. And hi to my little nephews, Nilavan and Nithilan. Anyway, so let's talk about colorism. I can hear some people quaking in their seats right now. Don't worry, I won't get too deep. Now, I've already mentioned that South Indians are kind of, you know, we're a lot dark, more dark-skinned than the North Indians, you know, because they were, like, sleeping with the Persians and all that, you know. And uh, some politicians even claimed that, you know, they live in the same country as darker-skinned folk, therefore they aren't racist. Wow. 
you know, just wow. And I feel like these perspectives kind of extend when you're in school. All these are generalizations, right? So when I was at this, God forbid, Indian school a very long time ago, not so long ago, um, uh, I had a teacher and at a parents meeting, she asked my dad if he was North Indian. And my dad was like, what? No, why? And uh, she said, because you've got a fair skinned wife and your kids speak good English and you say you're a doctor. And my dad was like, no, no, I'm South Indian. We can be doctors too. And she said, oh, that makes sense. So you're a doctor, you're South Indian, so you must be a Brahmin. Ridiculous, but I shan't dwell on it. Um, I think we're the lowest of the low caste and I'm pretty proud of it. Okay, we, we, we get by. Um, you know, if we are South Indian, we are thought to kind of pos- like fall into one of the three categories. Firstly, it's, oh my God, you're all so dark skinned. <gasps> and apparently the color of your skin defines you. I mean, colorism in India is also just another episode. Um, you know, they use it. Uh, I don't know if you guys know, but arranged marriage is still very, very um, big in India. And uh, growing up, I've seen lots of people, you know, you always have like those aunts at weddings who just go, oh, my gosh, isn't the bride a little bit too dark for you? Um, It's like, what's more important, the color of their skin or how wonderfully talented this person is, you know? So that's the first thing. The second is, if you aren't fair skinned, then you're probably the lowest caste there is. And you probably have a stereotypical job too. So what I'm getting here is good job, hot wife, equal Brahmins. <laughs> it's a dumb logic, I know. Now, when I went to the school on my first day, you know, you can't expect people to go, hey, what's your name? The first thing I was asked is, hey, what's your caste? And I didn't know what a caste thing was. Uh, I just said, no, I haven't been cast in any new productions that you can watch right now. <laughs> because I'm in over my head about my, you know, my theatrical fame. Um, but let me, let me, you know, I have a bone to pick with this Indian movie I watched. It's a Bollywood film. Um, there are other types of films, by the way. There's Tollywood, Collywood, all sorts of woods um, for different South Indian and North Indian languages, uh, which I didn't know growing up, but now I do. So... There was this movie called Chennai Express. Now, Chennai is in Tamil Nadu. And, uh, you know, you kind of expect the movie to be a Tamil film. So the basic plot of this version is is, is a bit of a shit plot. But um, it's basically this North Indian dude called Shah Rukh Khan. He goes on a train or something like that to South India and meets a very, very pretty, fair-skinned Tamilian girl who's played by, thank God, a South Indian actress called Deepika Padukone um, and basically he comes into Tamil Nadu and expects all the people around him to be able to speak downright absolute fluent Hindi um, I mean it's just a bit funny it's like me going there and ex- for example going to the to like some place in North India uh, let's just say Delhi and uh, expect everyone there to speak fluent Tamil just because I've arrived it's like me going hello my friends and peasants and others Nilla is here now you must all switch to Tamil tongue I mean if I did that I'd probably get arrested um 
but it's not just that it's just not that strict down in uh, South India so many people come down and they expect your neighbors to speak in fluent Hindi because as I said before it's what's taught in schools you know a lot of people learn this and they preach this and it's just not done um, it's just not done uh, backwards I guess so I'll leave you with some stereotypes that I'd like to debunk before I go into our next song and the most anticipated segment of my show, The Weekly Patat. Um, so firstly, I've heard so many people called South Indians just in general as Madrasi. I don't even know what that is, sir. OK, so basically there are five states in South India that speak different languages and each come with their own fantastic films songs and foods and all that so we're not all just madrasi madras used to be the old name of chennai during you know during the independence time it was called madrasi Patinam or something secondly just because we are maybe dark or lighter skinned than you you can't determine our social standing. You know, let us come out of our mothers first. Breathe the world before you tell us, hey, you, you're a warrior. Go be with your people, you know? Secondly, if there are any, you know, South Indian people listening or children or my cousins or my brothers and sisters, I hope you realise you could be whatever the hell you want to be. You know, people might not believe in you, but please do not fall into the stereotypes that we're meant to believe growing up. South Indian people have achieved so much all over the world. And before, you know, before even the world celebrates it, I kind of wish that India would celebrate our achievements first. So, yeah, just as you read poems or listen to our songs or, you know, we, we can recite your songs word for word and your poems. It's just as easy for you to do the same. Educate yourself and read books and read history. And, you know, oh, my God, you're living in the same country where the oldest living language is formed, man. That's so exciting. Also, we don't all just eat idli and dosa, OK? Just to let you know, my mum makes, makes a crack in lasagna. Just putting it out there. Um... <laughs> Uh, here is a song that my dad loves and it is called Come Away With Me by Nora Jones before the weekly patat. Come away with me in the night Come away with me and I will write you a song Come away with me Come away where they can't tempt us with their lies And I want to walk with you on a cloudy day In fields where the yellow grass grows knee high So won't you try 
Come away with me and we'll kiss on a mountain top. Come away with me and I'll never stop loving you. Hello. I mean, if my dad isn't asleep right now, I will be really, really, really surprised.、Uh, he loves that song, and every time I sing that, he falls asleep. <laughs> I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but that was for you, Dad. Have a, have a good evening. It's midnight where you and、uh, my Ama are. So, yeah, hope you guys had a nice day. So. I was talking about some pretty heavy stuff, and I'm sure I gave you a hell of a lot of things to talk about. You know, I think the mental health aspect that comes with the bias is it's a lot. It's a lot for kids to take on. I mean, especially me growing up here and then suddenly being plonked into a community where I didn't know anything. It was, it was horrible. You know, I didn't know anyone, and it, they were all just kind of icing me out. So, I really encourage you to really embrace everyone. Now, enough with all of this,、um, what to say, heavy, heavy stuff.、Um, it has now come to、uh, the time that I've looked forward to since last week. And it is our new and first segment of the weekly patat. The weekly patat. I'm still thinking of a jingle. I don't know how to put jingles on here. I'll figure that out at some point. But it's basically where you message me your favourite ways to use a potato or a potato story, and I will evaluate them. Because currently, I'm kind of off potatoes、uh, due to some dietary reasons. I know it's a crime. I cried several nights thinking of mashed potatoes and chips, but sooner or later, I will be able to.、Uh, To come back to my starchy goodness. For now, though, I would love to hear your suggestions. And I got some fantastic suggestions this week. So we got all sorts from like Spanish omelets and chunky chips and,、uh, you know, potato gratin and things like that. And, you know, we also got fried potato hash. Ooh, yummy.、Um, so these are my favorite ones.、Uh, and I thought I'd just share them with you. Someone told me I don't want to. 
name names, obviously. Oh, before I do, someone also has been roasting them, using them on avocado toast and latkes or something like that. Um, but my favourite one, the first one was, I throw potatoes on the floor in anger. I've never related to something more. It's really hard to break a potato, especially if you've got the throwing skill of me. My brother would know playing cricket with me younger, when we were younger. I would never field. I'd only bowl, and I wasn't good at that either. So I could totally relate to throwing a potato around in anger. That's fantastic. I, I, I appreciate this, and I encourage you to keep doing that. Another one of my friends who has asked to stay anonymous says that... They scream at potatoes uh, just because they can. Um, that's great, you know. Get your anger out on a potato. Potatoes are great. They, they don't talk back. They don't tell you what they're feeling. So it's a great way to uh, really, really uh, get your frustrations out, you know. And then we also have... Now, this, this one, I, I'm thinking... How how I I live uh, in front of a canal. I feel like everyone in the United Kingdom more or less does. When I see someone walking through a canal on the Instagram story, I'm like, is that behind my house or something? Because they all look the same. But uh, one of my friends said that she fished a potato out of the canal behind her house. Um, how does one do that? How I live behind a canal and I want to go fish a potato out of the canal, like. If I get potatoes from a canal, who would say no? Uh, how does it work exactly? Do you do you have a hook on the end of the fishing rod that kind of hooks it? Or is it a net situation? What kind of bait do you use? Is it like spuds? That was bad. Um, or like tater tots or a potato wedge just dangled into the fishy canal waiting for a potato to nibble on it. Anyway, I'm, I'm very curious. I'm thinking that the person who said that she threw a potato in anger is related to the fishing a potato out because she probably threw it into the canal and then my friend probably fished it out. Oh, I'm seeing it all now. It's like the ending episode of Haunting of Hill House. It's all coming together. Um, if you haven't watched Haunting of Hill House, by the way, I, I really recommend that you do. So, yeah. Other than that, I've had some great potato suggestions. My dad said you could grow potato in poo. I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, my mum said you can make a radio with it. I think my brother likes garlic steamed potatoes, which is a recipe I made up and mess up every time I remake it. But he puts on a happy face and eats it anyway. Um, but yeah, that's. I think that's enough about potatoes because I'm getting a bit hungry. I am going to have dinner after this, but, you know, I don't want to, like, have a cheat and just go you know, splurge on some potatoes, just hug them, draw faces on them. I don't have issues, I promise. So maybe to sum up what I've been talking about all this time is that, you know, learn things even if they're not related to you it's how we look at all these political movements right now just because they aren't happening near you doesn't mean that they're not affecting people the divide and the biases that come with speaking a certain language in india causes so much havoc that people even put their lives first for the language which i personally find is ridiculous um especially during this time so definitely go out and read and really understand like hindi is less than 300 years old 
you know some people think it's like 10,000 years old <laughs> um, but really really have a look at other things learn about new languages just as you'd watch money heist with subtitles on watch a malayalam movie with subtitles on it's the same thing you know i'm i'm sick of speaking in tamil in front of these indian communities even at university sometimes and they record me because it sounds funny or they laugh and uh, i guess it does sound a little bit funny but it sounds the same way to me when you speak a language i don't know so there we have it my lads uh thank you for controlling your bladders during this entire time because i've definitely been controlling mine i've needed to pee for about an hour and a half now uh but yeah uh so some closing thoughts on all of this again just just have a look at what you can learn so many hindi films and so many north indian films even have musicians that have scored them who happen to be tamil or the songs released may have been released in tamil cinema about 20 years ago and they're released as like a cover remaster version now and when i tell my friends they don't even believe me they're like oh my god this song's always hindi and i'm like no 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 this song came out when my dad was like 8 years old you know it's just got a funky new rhythm and uh, some really six pack dude in in hindi cinema playing it that's another thing though um people say that oh south indian tamil actors and malayalam actors and telugu actors and kannada actors they're all a bit chunky uh and it's just like why is that a problem it's because in bollywood cinema all of the people are jacked like they have eight packs there's so many packs of everything honestly it's it's crazy i feel like people in tamil cinema they just look real they're real normal dudes they all have dad bods and it's fine because they're fantastic actors you know so i don't think that the body shape and weight should stop you or anyone from watching a tamil film just just give me a text i'll give you like a whole list of suggestions listen to my you know my god divine my uh, my favorite music composer ilaraja my god my maestro i follow him my boyfriend's even scared about how much i'm obsessed with him um so is my dad oh hello dad um yeah i shall be playing some of his music at some point if i can figure out how to get it on here but yeah just really expose yourself and i know that so many people are starting to do that now and i'm so grateful we have great friends who listen to new music they try our food they come and celebrate our festivals they educate their kids that this is a normal thing and i applaud you man there's so many people who haven't done that uh, for their children and i think it's really the time that we start now so yeah that brings me to the end of the miller extract i think i'll leave you now with your thoughts and sometimes you can all go visit the loo and maybe go to bed maybe get up i don't know where in the world you guys are but whoever is listening right now thank you so much for being here and dealing with my absolute craziness and my very 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 irritating way of speaking very fast um but i hope you learned something today because it is really important to every person that you understand them and uh, just listen So that's all from me today and uh have a wonderful day. Good night, Amanda Abba. Have a good nap. I'll talk to you all next time. So signing off now. Goodbye.
Quelqu'un qui m'aime 